1: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky
2: Land Casino
1: asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.
3: Welcome back in. It is hour number two of Prime Time Action Monday night from Las Vegas. Here it is the final edition ever of Prime Time Action before our new Veasan lineup begins in earnest tomorrow. So we'll do our best. At least after we had the great send off on Friday night for Kelly Bidlin and Matt Brown, for Jeff Parles, myself, Ben Wilson, Wyatt Tomcheck behind the glass. Two more hours of fun here, Jeff and uh, Danny Birkin to <laughs> join us in about fifteen minutes. He is apparently alive. We did get Good confirmation
4: from Wyatt. He survived his trip to <laughs> Ireland. So he is He's he, back He in, texted me this morning. Bo- so I texted him on Saturday afternoon didn't get a response back till this morning and he goes, "Uh sorry I took so long." I go, you, 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 I you you I, I understand.
5: Ben Ben, <laughs> ben it looks like Sister may be uh calling the quits tonight, which may uh Are
3: you serious? He's yes. he's a Which, which Golan is up was 14 to 1 is up 6050 Like that's not a misprint. Fourteen to one underdog, unseated guy, nobody had ever heard of coming into tonight. He's up six oh five oh against the fourth-ranked player in the world, and you're well, You're on Twitter. You're seeing that Sitsopoulos is, is going to retire.
5: I, 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 I have. Oh, he's I be- have the video up in front.
3: Oh, he's getting looked at by the trainer. He's getting looked trainers. at by the trainer. Now that that would be that'd be miserable also, if you bet at the wrong book that needed the whole yeah. match for action. Again, most books. And that's Most why are we, said, yeah, why we but check your house rules. We encourage you, if you are betting tennis, especially during this U S open stretch, make sure it's a book that it, it requires just the one set for action. And that, that way you would not be com- completely screwed by a potential result like this. We'll see if that actually ends up being the case. That is that along with the Simona Halep upset, Halep gets upset is about a, what was a choose a over 2,000 minus 2,000 favorite. Her opponent was 12 to one. Uh, the the Ukrainian upsets Halep today. That was the big upset on the women's side in the uh, in the bottom half. Halep going down at the end at the end of the day to Daria Schnyder, the Ukrainian 6-4 in the third set. So that was the big upset on the women's side. This is certainly brewing uh, to be the biggest upset on the men's side. In, incorrect. The biggest upset of the
5: day today is that Martina Navratilova well, and her dog are sitting next to Mike Dyson. In that st- is the biggest a, upset in a statement
3: I thought we'd never utter. Yes. yes, that is
5: the biggest upset of the day so far. <laughs> is that safe to say,
4: White? <laughs> that is pretty. <laughs> is. Yeah,
3: if you had a Tyson Navratilova pairing, uh, in, I
4: in, had in that at uh, two hundred fifty to one.
3: Okay, good, good for you, uh, White. Uh, as far <laughs> as the <laughs> baseball, we do have some games underway. I can't, I can't believe that 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 did actually happen. But yes, we looked down at our screen watching the Serena Williams match. And uh, that, yeah, that actually was a real thing. Serena down a break now in the first set. She's down 3-2 to Danka Kovinic. So this will be a sweat. As, as, as one does. You have to sweat these Serena matches, apparently. Uh, how about the baseball scores, though, Wyatt? We've got a few games going on right now, and some scoring has taken place since we last discussed uh, all these games on the Diamonds.
4: Yeah, the uh, Marlins are hanging in there with the Dodgers. It is 2-2 in the fifth inning. Uh, Dodgers are minus 150 on the money line. Marlins plus 120. Total is sitting at 7.5. In the third inning, the Chicago Cubs are on top 1-0 over the Blue Jays. Cubs on the money line, plus 110, minus 140 for the Blue Jays. Total is sitting at seven and a half. Uh, in the second inning, Red Sox and Twins, they're scoreless, plus 110 for the Red Sox on the money line, minus 140 for the Twins. Total is sitting at seven and a half, and the Cardinals-Reds game got pushed back, looks like here on DraftKings, says five ten will be the scheduled first pitch. That, that
5: has also been confirmed by the Reds' Twitter account.
3: Okay, so, so have you have about seven minutes to get on that one. Miles Michaelis for the Cardinals, and Chase Anderson, first start as a Red First start in the major leagues in 2022, he has been horrific. Jeff, the last two seasons, and so if you are one to try to get out in front of that, books have certainly priced that into the line at DraftKings. Cardinals are minus 225 total there, of uh, nine and a half, and it's juiced over now up to minus 115. That's a tough task too. A guy who's been awful the last two years gets signed by a team who has to then you'll then have to pitch in his home ballpark, one of the tougher pitchers' parks out there at Great American Ballpark. Hot, sticky, humid, storm riddled summer evening balls could be
4: flying there. Then I got I gotta have you talk to me here real quick. Oh yeah. what's up with the Brewers, man? I had I almost Are gave them hot. a rotten fruit basket because the last two times I've bet them, and I bet them when they play the Cubs They've lost in 10 innings or extra innings. That, that, that game on Friday.
3: Oh, you had the Brewers that night? Yeah. It oh. was very,
4: very frustrating. The Cubs had like two hits. The,
3: uh, yes, the massive choke job where, yeah, the Cubs had the yeah, the rookie pitcher who could not throw a strike and then bases loaded and Jace Peterson grounds into a game-ending double play. Yeah,
4: So was frustrating.
5: By the way, uh, Sister Boss finally won a, won a game. Oh, so he did not retire. He did not retire and he won a, I was rooting, won a game. For, I
3: was rooting for 0-0-0. But, so was I. Yeah, living all time. To answer your question, Wyatt, I actually did add a bet uh, this weekend before, and Jeff and I actually had talked about this between the, the two of us on Friday, but I did actually make a wager on the Brewers to miss the playoffs. Uh, seeing now, I mean, Circa's hanging at this point, Circa, one of the local books in Nevada, and uh, Jeff, we talked about this. To me, the Nevada books have actually been probably more accurate on their actual numbers here than some of the rest of country books. Brewers have now been priced up to in, in the minus 170, 175 range to miss the playoffs. That's right. Which to me is very, very accurate. So I, right. I got in on I did take a piece of the Brewers to miss the playoffs before that number really got out of hand. There were there were still some minus one thirties you could have gotten into the weekend series, but Look between the Brewers, Padres, and Phillies. One of those teams, Jeff, is missing the playoffs. Brewers a game and a half back of of San Diego, who's had a lot of their own issues as well here recently. Entering play tonight, four back now of Philadelphia, who have that number two wild card spot, at least a you know a pretty decent hold right now. And when you think about the comments that uh, that Eric Lauer made, the the pitcher from Milwaukee, on the on the heels of the Josh Hader trade, where yes, I get it. We'll talk about Hader in a second, but. Sure. They, you could argue, well, you got rid of a guy in Josh Hader who's completely imploded and now you're not on the books to pay him. So that's a win, but it completely imploded this locker room and and clubhouse. Jeff, all these, these guys were pretty much admitting the message from the front office and from David Stearns, their GM was that it was one of kind of confusion and they weren't really understanding. Like we're leading this division. Why are you selling one of our best, maybe, maybe our single best asset In a stretch where we have what it takes to actually make a postseason run, they've not been the same since then. Devin Williams has not been the closer they thought he would be since elevating him from setup man to closer. So... To answer your question, Wyatt, I, have, uh, I am not, uh, I'm not one to be betting on this, this Brewer team night in, night out, especially you know, like even in a night like tonight where they are going to close here minus 330 favorites with Corbin Burns on the mound against Bryce Wilson in Pittsburgh. There's just not a lot of trust I have in a team that is now third in the majors in home runs, but tenth from the bottom in average. And they, it just seems like they only score runs on solo home runs, and you can't really trust their bullpen whatsoever. So that's my thoughts on the state of the Milwaukee Here,
5: here's my only counter. Even though I agree with you that Milwaukee's going to be the odd team out, the Padres are one a mess. Yeah, two. Hader might be the worst pitcher in baseball right now. From potential dark horse they, NL Cy Young to, to worst, worst pitcher <laughs> in baseball in a month. Legitimately, yeah. this happened in a month. And again, can show the fragility of relief pitching, where it can all of a yeah. sudden just poof in the thin air very easily.
3: It's happened to a lot of great coaches over the
5: years. That's what made Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman special. They just never lost it. And that's why they're both in Cooperstown. Yeah. The the, the Padres have nine remaining games at LA. Not good. Even though the Dodgers may clinch the division on September the 10th. Three with the Cardinals.
3: And two with Seattle. Fourth toughest schedule remaining in baseball. By opposing winning percentage. They could. Look, I... I'm
5: just curious to see what the number is that you need in order to get the second wild, the third wild card, because the Phillies have a, the Phillies are going to make it. I really do think so. They survived the Harper without him stretch. They actually had the best record in a seventy, in, in a sixty game stretch since Harper's been on the team, and they did it without him. Kind of just more, uh, more evidence on there. Right? Harper leaving Washington and them immediately winning a title as well. But you, you look at. <laughs> I got Tom check with that one.
4: Uh, but so, so you so you're saying the Mets need to sign him for see, one year I, I, and then let him go, and then
5: boom, there we go. Yeah, world see, championship. Man, maybe I don't know, but regardless, you, I, I don't know what the number is going to be that you need in order to get the six seed. I think eighty-six probably is enough. But what happens if we end up in the range where the Padres end up at eighty-four, which is totally in play? Eighty-four yeah. and seventy-six with a, a 14 and 17 down the stretch with that schedule is not impossible. Bro, they're
3: on an 88 win pace. But as, yeah. as we just discussed top five hardest schedule still out there. And yeah, I mean, it's not like there's a ton of margin for a game and a half lead on Milwaukee, Uh Milwaukee for what it's worth. They've had one of the easiest schedules this entire second half. They still have a top seven easy schedule going forward yet. They have done literally nothing with that easy schedule. I mean, they have a losing record against the Cubs, Reds and Pirates combined since the all-star break, Jeff. So, the whole strength of schedule thing—it's only, you know—it it only has meaning if you're actually taking advantage of the of the games you're supposed to win, and that to, that to me is the biggest part of this thing for Milwaukee. Where even if there were some warts on that team, and if there even if there were some concerns about where that team was headed long term post-hater, you st- even with that, you still should have been able to play better than than a couple games under 500 against the absolute dregs of your division. That's the big thing. for well, me. Well, I
5: mean, look, the, the Brewers have missed. Plenty of opportunities here with three of the eight worst teams in baseball, even though the Cubs have played better after the all-star break. And the Reds are a legit. And the Reds have been one or two games under since that hellacious start to the season.
3: So uh, great spoiler team for September. I yeah. I, I, look,
5: they, they, I mean, the Reds aren't good by any stretch, but they're not as bad as that early season record showed. But Ben, I just, you missed they missed opportunities, the Brewers. And that's why they're on the outside looking in and, Again, it really does – I'm curious to see, because they are tied in the loss column as of today, what is the number that gets you in? Is it 86 that you need, or do you need less? The smaller the number
3: is, obviously, the more the door opens for Milwaukee. The thing I would say with San Diego, remember at this time last year, they were firmly in by a pretty good margin – and then everything just fell. I mean, it, it fell apart so quickly for San Diego last year. I, am, I almost wonder if with now an actual adult in the room as manager and Bob Melvin, as opposed to the, the fraud that was exposed as Jace Tingler a season ago, if this Padre team, even with, as you talked about, even with no Tatis now, with the injury and the suspension, even with a really tough strength of schedule going forward, if there, is, if there isn't a kind of oppo path to what we saw a season ago where San Diego, we know they have the talent, they, we know that they have a manager who has been there and has handled a lot of situations like this in the past as a 20-year MLB manager. If this team does catch lightning in a bottle, even though it seems so unlikely as we sit here today.
5: I, I, I knew it was bad last September. I had forgotten it was 4-17 and 17 in their last 21.
3: Yikes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yikes. The, Machado, the Machado-Tatis brawl in the dugout at first yeah. stadium, that was kind of the encapsulation That was there. it. Oh, still a lot of baseball to be played. We should, uh, we should say that as we're entering September. When we return, Danny Burke going to join us, our VSIN host and good friend. Joins primetime action right after this. At bed 365
0: we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
1: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
3: We welcome you back in. It is primetime action final ever edition of the show. And uh, we do have an update there in the tennis, Jeff. Serena, she's back on top, 4-3. Good. My final ever primetime action sweat will be on the greatest women's tennis player of all time as she tries to extend her career one more match, 4-3 Serena. They are on serve against Donka Kovinich. Uh, but Serena has bounced back there. And then the match that we've just been uh, laughing about this entire time, uh, it is two sets in now. Jeff, and the number four seed Stefano Sitsipas finds himself down six oh six oh six one to Daniel Alahi Galan. What, what is,
5: what is Sitsipas alive? And would you have the fortitude?
3: There's to no that? way I would bet Sitsipas alive <laughs> right now. There's, there's zero chance I would bet Sitsipas, who apparently stayed in the match after, after the trainers came out to look at him. Uh, pulling this up, Sitsipas is plus 152 right now plus 152 after, after losing 6061. Well, he was like minus 3000, okay, at the start of the match. I don't care. That's the that's the issue with the in-game betting with with some of these ginormous favorites even in these best of 5 formats. He, he does he's up 1-0 in the third and has a break point. So there's that. I'm rooting for Alahi Gilan. Let's get it. Let's go for the, for the bet we did not actually talk about and didn't end up playing. Um, as, far as, the, uh, as far as what we want to transition to, we want to get into some college football because we had week zero. It's in the books. Week one now is upon us. I, 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 I don't even want to do this, but we're going to. Do it. Danny Burke joins us. Fresh. Fresh off of a interesting trip to Ireland, oh, and Danny. I know Danny did not want to show his face tonight, so we've got the really pretty picture of Danny on, on the, uh, the on the phone board there. I don't blame you at all for that, Danny. But it's good to hear you survived. Uh, what was the total number, the, the beer count there? The number of Guinness, uh, because we heard that it was free beer at the Aviva Stadium. So at least I hope that was a positive part of your experience there this weekend, even as your Nebraska Cornhuskers lost as double-digit favorites there to Northwestern.
2: Yeah, the overcast. On the Guinnesses, consumed even before the Huskers had that debacle. There and then saw. it just was the easiest bet of everybody's life after Nebraska pulled uh, that disastrous week zero loss that is turning into quite the tradition for this corn Husker team. Look, I know how you guys are understanding how I'm feeling right now. Cause you've heard me have this sentiment in the past and you pretty much know what I'm going to say, but Scott Frost is just the biggest bozo out there at this point, <laughs> And it's just absolutely <laughs> Tell absurd. Us how you really I feel. mean, look, they go from a team that had one of the worst special teams unit in the country and a team that had lost so many close games. And then the next year, Scott Frost gets cocky. He gets confident and he gets bold and does an onside kick that just wasn't even I mean, how are we trusting college kickers in the first place let alone to try to do it like Pat McAfee did in the NFL and like nobody else tries to do so you go with the worst special teams unit and try to pull that with a double digit lead they score immediately right after that and it comes back to bite you and it wasn't just that I mean there was a fourth and short that Frost you know wussied out on and then the next drive Pat Fitzgerald had the same situation but more on the line as they were trailing and yet they converted it and ended up scoring after it. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald just outfit him. He was a way better coach. Uh, the play calling was great for Northwestern, but more so Nebraska's defense was just horrid in itself. I mean, Chenander was one of the remaining guys from the coaching staff because of the great year that he had. And, you know, they lost a lot of guys, but they thought still they would be strong because of how they attacked the transfer portal but clearly they were exposed and then Frost throws Whipple under the bus saying they need to be more creative in the second half with their offense look I mean look at the end of the day you know Scott Frost is still just shooting this team in its foot with his dumb decision making and yeah that fumble that was called the fumble probably shouldn't have been but you still had your chances regardless of that it's just rinse and repeat with this Nebraska team it's just so so frustrating you gotta to get him out of here unless somehow you win the next few games including oklahoma and the momentum swings i just don't see how he lasts at this point point. and i get you may think it's an overreaction but it's really not if you understand everything that's led up into this point and the pressure that is put on him this year and the expectations that were set with this team with a team that now looks like they have a competent quarterback but no competent receivers as two of those interceptions were not casey thompson's fault
5: I don't know, Danny. I mean, the getting getting a year where you have to realistically be good, uh, off to a start where you lose is almost a two touchdown favorite uh, in a game across the pond. I don't, I don't see how you could start any better than that. But uh, but uh, also, by the way, uh, quickly uh, for 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 us three. You're going to be hearing all three of us on a live bed Sunday through the NFL season, uh, starting uh, starting at three o'clock Eastern time, right at a, right, right at witching hour when everything gets nuts in the NFL. So, Danny, we're looking forward to that as always. That will be but, a blast. Yes. But, Danny, before we get to the NFL, we have true Week One games now in college football. Let's start. With the game where Marcus Freeman was made aware of the point spread today in, uh, in <laughs> South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame was 14, basically a 14 point underdog at Ohio State, basically the whole summer. And then once the limits went up, it popped to 17, 17 and a half, which feels about right to me. Where do you have that one uh, right now, Danny? And are you giving the Irish a chance to cover that big number?
2: Yeah, I, I'm not too sold on this spread. And, and look at, at the earlier number of about 14, 14 and a half, as you were alluding to Jeff. Uh, yeah, I'd probably lean toward Ohio state if I had to do anything with the spread. But in college football and really any sport in general, I don't like to lay such a big number in a sport like college football that can be so volatile, especially early in the season and against a school like Notre Dame that can still put out a competitive team every single year. And yeah, there's a lot of pressure with Freeman and I guess tech. Technically, his first official game heading into this spot, but it's a lot of turnover for Notre Dame. I still think they'll have a strong defense to at least limit Ohio state's offense enough. So this would kind of lead me to being more intrigued about this total. I'm seeing about, you know, you can get some 59s out there. It looks like a majority at about 58 in the hook, but if Notre Dame's defense can keep playing strong and they can just contain Uh, this Ohio state offense enough. Again, I think it could be a slower pace because I think Ohio state's defense is going to take a step forward. And with a new quarterback for the fighting Irish, you're probably going to have some hurdles to overcome in the first game of the year, especially against a powerhouse program like Ohio state. So nothing really too fascinating with the spread, especially now that it's jumped up. And and I really just don't want to trust Notre Dame to cover it, but I I would probably, if I had to do anything right now, fellas, I I would bet this under if I could still get a 59 out there
3: again, he is, Danny Burke. Give him a follow, by the way, at Danny Burke5. For those who don't know, he is based in Chicago, heart of Big Ten, Notre Dame country. Also hosts our uh, one of our city casts, there, the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, and then the Bet on Chicago radio show you can hear uh, on a WLS AM every single Saturday night there uh, in Chicago. So we've already seen, Danny, a lot of wackiness in the Big Ten West, and Purdue is going to try and continue the upset tradition, I suppose, uh, this week coming up on Thursday when they host Penn State. Uh, it's hard to know what to make of either of these two teams, and the odds makers at least give the Nittany Lions a little bit of an edge about a three and a half point consensus road favorite there in West Lafayette what are you doing what do you make of a game like this where there's a lot of unknowns here with both of these programs
2: <laughs> this game just makes me chuckle a little bit because I feel like whatever side I pick, the exact opposite's going to happen. This game just seems like a complete. <laughs> Let us know who you're picking Danny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like Thursday night, right? It's a little bit weird as is. You're getting these big 10 teams squaring off immediately. I want to take the points with Purdue. I feel like that, that seems like the right side here with the offense that Aiden O'Connell can be capable of producing. And you, I, I just don't really want to trust Penn State. Late right now. But of course they should be the better team in this spot. And it wouldn't shock me if I ended up taking the points with Purdue if Clifford and company just go out there and dominate and win by double digits. But hey, maybe you take it over in this game. I know the lines kind of moving down a little bit, but maybe the defenses are kind of slow out of the gates for both sides. And at least Purdue can kind of score enough to make Penn State catch up and maybe the Nittany lines do win, but it's going to be in a high scoring affair that that's probably where I would lean with the total. But yeah, I mean, taking the points with the Boilermakers. It sounds gross. I'm not high on them, but I really don't know what to make of Penn state until we finally see it this year. This team just seems like they're in this very awkward state and this opening game on the road against Purdue, a team that loves to spoil so often just doesn't seem like an ideal opening spot. So again, if I had to do it, I'd take the point. So go ahead and hammer Penn state at All this right, point. We will. boys.
5: All right. I know what I'm betting on Thursday. then, Danny, Danny, I'll just open the floor to you in the last 90 seconds we have with you. What else do you like in
2: this week once late? Yeah, really the other game, there's about two that stood out to me. Big 10 wise, Illinois and Indiana. You're seeing some movement go toward the fighting Illini and seldom am I going to say that I would want to back them. But I think this would be the spot if you want to do that. And I would probably look to take in the three points with the fighting Illini, Brett Bielema in his second year. And look, they're probably not going to end up with a bunch of W's, but I think that they're going to be more on the competitive side and end up being a team that's going to cover the number a decent amount. And Indiana really is not set up for a successful season. So I would look to take the points with the fighting Illini. That's a game that's standing out to me. And then naturally the big one with Georgia and Oregon, I think Oregon could cover this number of 17. Georgia lost a lot of people to the draft, and look, the Ducks can be frustrating from time to time, but I think they have enough talent to at least keep it close. I see maybe one or two 17-and-a-halves, but man, if this number gets a little bit higher, or at least you can get 17 in the hook, I would flirt with the idea of taking the points with Oregon this weekend.
3: Danny Burke joining us here on the final primetime action. Uh, Those are the plays from Danny. Really excited, uh, DB. It'll be a a lot of fun for us. Live bet Sunday with Danny, Jeff. Plenty of myself. chaos, folks.
5: Plenty There's of gonna, chaos. Oh,
3: and it's all like in the heart of NFL, like three to what three to eight Eastern. I, I, I can't imagine anything crazy happening, Danny. So maybe we'll have more of the Danny Burke rants involving, I don't know, maybe the Chicago Bears or something that could, that could maybe happen. Anyway. No oh, chance. I uh, know. No, he's <laughs> no, he's no, throwing it out the door already. Uh, of course. <laughs> They're undefeated right now, Danny. They are undefeated. That's right. right, right. <laughs> now. All right, Danny. <laughs> thanks, man. We'll, we'll, still, we'll talk to you again <laughs> this weekend. Danny Burke. Give him a follow at Danny Burke 5. We have some fun, interesting speaking of college football and NFL, some interesting season-long prop matchups we'll get into next year on Primetime Action. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to www.draftkings.com slash Coors Light. Pick them now to join the action. Coors Light, a perfect shot of refreshment. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. As we welcome you back to primetime action, Serena Williams has taken the first set didn't exactly make it easy there, Jeff, but uh, after Got a marathon marathon final game, she does hold, serve 6-3 in the first set for Serena Williams against Danka Kovinic in the uh, the premier marquee match of the night, at least starting things off at the U.S. Open. Uh, Stefano Sitzipas, it looks like uh, he's up He's up a break right now. He's up 3-0 in the third set. The number four seed loses the first two sets. He's coming back and winning. Yeah. I would love to see Alahi Galan get it done, but you're probably right. Yeah. Um, Probably be rough okay. of, uh, a rough beat for the 12 to ones. That would have been a rough beat for the 12 to ones. Anybody who I uh, took him, yes, Golanu won the first two sets 6 0 and 6-1. Uh, a couple of the baseball updates as well. Tyler O'Neill just hit a ball uh, a really, really long way. After
5: hitting one very long in the, in the eighth inning last night.
3: Yeah, he's that guy's... Uh, he's, he's hot he's right now. He's on a heater right now. 423 feet for Tyler O'Neal. 108 miles an hour off the bat. That opens the scoring in Cincinnati. Cards have runners on first and second. One out, top two. One nothing for St. Louis over Cincinnati. Alex Verdugo for the Red Sox puts Boston on the board first. I know you said you couldn't really trust Dylan Bundy there tonight, even against a, a very shaky rookie pitcher in Brian Bayo, and that has been manifested so far. one nothing Red Sox, and they've got runners on the corners. Two outs in the top half of the third, and it is uh, J.D. Martinez at the plate. A chance to do some damage, but he strikes out swinging. And then the Cubs, again, now, speaking of pitchers you can't really trust, uh, Jose Barrios finds himself now down 2 nothing, and once again, uh, our, our guy Assad pitched pretty well. This is what, a combined now- Eight, uh, eight and two-thirds shutout innings he's had, and it starts against the Cardinals and now the Blue Jays here. So the Blue Jays struggle continues uh, Continue there north of the border. Two-nothing Cubs lead in the top of the five. I don't, I don't think you'd be interested there in getting in live with what we've seen out of Toronto here recently, Jeff.
5: Yeah, I, I would be very worried. I mean, if you're Toronto at this point, you lose tonight. You're only a game clear of Baltimore.
3: Yeah. You've, Toronto, if you lose tonight, like if this score holds, you would have been outscored 24-3 to over the last four games at home by the Angels and the Cubs.
5: I was going to say, you probably got to fire the manager, but they already did They that. already fired the manager.
3: <laughs> has, has a team ever fired the, the interim,
5: interim manager? manager? Interim manager Wyatt Tomchek?
4: Wyatt? Well, sorry, I was... I was wow, not even, oh.
5: not even paying attention. No, I know there's a lot going on back <laughs> yeah. there. Don't worry. but uh, but no, There's uh, a
4: lot going on. Uh, uh,
3: but, um... <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, yeah, you can't I mean, fire the interim manager last time I checked. You have the interim interim
5: manager?
4: Well, How come you can't fire the interim manager? You can absolutely like you can fire, fire anybody. I mean, I,
3: I mean, you theoretically could. I'm just saying, you, like, you can't, you, you can't, can't, you can't not, can't.
5: All, right, well, you know, all right, all right, all right, all got really A lot of can'ts I just, and can'ts. I'm going to save you from here, Ben. But
4: uh,
3: Assistant to the regional manager the assist- is, what, the, yeah. is what that would end up becoming. No, the, the assistant
4: Toronto. to the traveling secretary. will sign for reference. Okay.
3: Thank you. Thank you for that, Wyatt.
4: Thank you for that, Wyatt.
3: Jeff wanted to say something. Just get some not.
4: cotton uniforms. You'll be all right. Yeah, was, that, there we go.
3: There We <laughs> appreciate that, Jeff. <laughs> so, speaking of uh, just whimsical things, uh, let's talk about a market that I don't think you or I are betting. A, because we can't. Oh, God. that's a great way to
5: preface the segment off.
3: By. B, well, B, because these are, these are fun, but we've had so much time to dive into all the different markets for NFL, for college football. How about we kind of combine the two here? DraftKings has put up some of these markets. If we are comparing certain NFL teams versus college football teams head-to-head, and these are just money line prices that are being thrown out on a bunch of these different matchups, most of them, as we're going to see here, regionally based. With the exception of uh, of a couple notables, what the Jets and the uh, Jets and Auburn, Not Jets and, regional, Auburn, not regionally Jets and based? Auburn.
4: Last time I checked, but I uh, specifically did this to hit everyone's favorite teams, <laughs> including downstairs. So, oh, okay. So there's more than this. Yes.
5: Oh, is, it, is Jeremy here tonight? Is Jeremy guy. I am definitely Iowa betting State Iowa State will State. end up with more wins than yep. the Bears. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, that, Jeremy. <laughs> they only got to win like three games. Is right? that
3: your favorite? Is that your favorite one? You no, would play? I
5: mean based off the ones that are up here. So let me let me just. Read through a few of these. Uh, we have uh, Michigan State versus the Lions. Michigan State minus 190. I, Lions plus 155 seems enticing. Yeah. It seems enticing. I don't know if I would
3: get there. Well, let's think about that. I mean, the over total on the six Lions. Six and a half. Six and a half with heavy juice over. It's, in the, it's, uh, it's, it's really gotten a lot of steam this year. So, if you're giving the Lions seven wins, do you think Michigan State goes eight and four? Like If you like the Lions to begin with, that's why you would make this wager. Do you really think Michigan State's going eight and four? In that with that I'd be more dessert. concerned
5: at the Lions underachieved. Because that remember, is, yeah. as a
3: two-tiered handicap as always.
5: As Rob Bizzola told Gil this morning, we're we're expecting a team to regress to the positive that has a below average quarterback, a below average defense, and a below average head coach. It's usually not a recipe for success in this league, guys. Usually not. The the, the best one on the board that you just saw if you're watching us at VCN.com. I don't even think it's a debate. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers plus 165 against Penn State. Because even though I think Penn State has the potential to win 10, it is highly unlikely they win 10. And the Steelers, it doesn't matter how much their roster on paper looks bad. They're going to win eight, nine games. So, I'm (laughs) going to end up betting the Steelers over their seven, seven and a half. I'm going to end up doing that by the time the season starts. And even though you look at the schedule, the schedule's brutal. The roster quarterback situation is not great. Their own line stinks. But Mike Tomlin just Always finds a way to go 500 or better, and you're asking James Franklin to underachieve and Tomlin to do what he usually does. Sign me up. I'll take a plus 165 on the Steelers.
3: You going to get out in front of that by taking the points with Purdue this Thursday, Jeff?
5: I actually like Penn State. Oh, you, you do like Penn <laughs> That's a,
3: that's one of those uh, keep me keep me uh, as far away from that game as humanly possible. At least under I'm, I'm not going to betting implications. No, the only
5: the only I only have one I only have one bet that I know I'm going to make for Thursday.
3: Okay, so. we'll get into that a little bit later. We might as well. It is our last show, for what it's worth, on this particular show, Primetime Action. The one that jumps out to me that seems relatively obvious uh, while we did, you know, we, unfortunately for poor, you know, poor, and Jeremy, who's a Bears fan, he's, he's taken a lot of grief all summer and it, it's not really fair. It's not his fault that his team is not really any good, but Wyatt, I mean, the Colts who wouldn't want to lay minus minus one forty on the Colts against Michigan. When you consider the type of schedule that the Wolverines are going to have to face this year.
5: I'm actually going to defend Wyatt's squad oh, here. He's going to do I it. I wouldn't be shocked if we end up with a push here where they both really? end up with 10. I okay. wouldn't be shocked
4: with that. Hey, you look at Michigan's. Schedule like we talked about it a few weeks ago. The non-conference slate is super easy. I, I mean, it's so easy that they're easy starting two different quarterbacks yeah. in two different games. The it's, old strategy gotten. as Harbaugh said, it's it's biblical. That's what he. That's what. That's, that's what, what he worked, said. That's what that was in the headlines. So yeah, sure. biblical. It, it sure. is a Harbaugh wow. quote right there. Well, yeah. What makes you say that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but if you're thinking about this, you would still think right. I mean, why you can speak to this more, but a ceiling for Michigan would appear to be. I mean, even 10 wins would be a good season for, for Michigan, I would say. I mean, talking about a 10-2 and two regular season. And you think about Indianapolis, that's right about where their win total is at. So, to me, that kind of feels like push is kind of the lowest end result of the outcomes if you were going to bet Indianapolis, hence the juice where you're seeing it, minus 140. I just don't, I mean, again, especially given the division that the Colts are in, you're, you're, so you're comparing like good season for Michigan with like, average season for the Colts, and that gives you a push. So there's a lot of wiggle room there if you wanted to bet Indianapolis. Do you, do, are you, would you agree with me when I say 10 wins would be a good season wide, or are you, you uh, more bullish there? I'm well, the I mean,
4: obviously one of those 10 has to be Ohio State. But if you're looking at it from <laughs> a Michigan standpoint, you know, losing so much talent on the defensive side of the ball, a 10-win season you'd feel very pleased with. Uh, I think the schedule favors them, uh, that they get Michigan State at home, they get Penn State at home. The real tough games for them. On the road at Iowa, that's where top, t- top five teams just absolutely lose every single time. And obviously when you play your rival uh, on the road where Michigan hasn't won in Columbus since Tom Brady's first year in the NFL, it's been a long time. So, yeah, I could see it. Ten wins. If if I if you were to tell me where are the two losses for Michigan, potentially, that's where I would say. That's where you'd look at him.
3: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. <laughs> the Jets-Auburn one is, is just hilarious from the –
5: I, think did, the, J- I, actually, I actually think
3: the Jets are going to win more games in Auburn.
5: I don't think Harson's making it to November. It was an interesting hire at
3: the time. I don't know why a- he
5: made it to this past year. And it appears even I mean, more I mean, interesting again, now again, that they're again, running Hars- it back. Brian Harson. The reason we had to watch Alabama even in the playoff again is partially because of Brian Harson. Yeah, I know Tank big- Bigsby had a big role in that as well. But but I mean Harson not going for two in the overtime when. Oh, I don't know. He was a minus four (laughs) fifty underdog. Alabama was a minus four fifty favorite going into the overtime. I mean,
3: couldn't yeah. pull the trigger.
5: And that was also another reminder of watching week zero games again. There are so many just brain dead coaches in this, in college football.
3: Jerry kill, who has not been in and had not uh, been I a mean, head coach I mean, Jerry, for a while. Jerry, Probably Jerry, the Jerry, worst defender.
5: I don't know. Jerry Kill's team. Just had no talent. I think that's the bigger problem than him not being a good coach. Uh, I mean, they're just, Well, I, I mean, I mean, what Scott in, the, Fro- in Nebraska, what, yes, what Scott was. Frost did to onside, onside kick up eleven. When legitimately the only way Northwestern can get back in the game is either a pick six from Thompson, or you decide to give them a short field for no apparent reason. And you gave them a short they, field for no apparent uh, that reason. That
3: is quite the definition of doing exactly that. Yeah. The coaching, the coaching and remembering that you bet on 18 to 21 year olds to win football games is something that we had all missed, but we remember very quickly. If you're on the wrong side of that, It can be a miserable experience come Saturdays in the college football season. We'll have more CFB talk a little bit later in the show. Up next, we'll hit a couple of more NFL awards markets. We'll do that next, as well as final team to be undefeated. That is all coming up right after this here on Primetime Action.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It's football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now is the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings plus best bets on season win totals division finishes and player awards sign up early and for a discount of $175 you'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network You know how we were wondering, Jeff, what the Cardinals would look like against a pitcher who had not thrown in a major league game in a year and had been really bad at that? Yeah, the, dominating dam, the dam has been broken. I, yeah. I will say I'm
5: very happy I did not bet the Reds. I was very close to doing it because of the post-Sunday Night Baseball thing. And
3: quite frankly, the rain delay helped me not bet it. Well, we were kind of wondering, would the the addition of a really, really bad pitcher the Cardinals were going against kind of supersede or <laughs> negate the whole off-a-Sunday of Night Baseball letdown thing? And it clearly has six-nothing Cardinals, all six runs coming in the second inning. We told you about the big homer from Tyler O'Neill, but Tommy Edmond, two-run double, Lars Newpar, Brendan Donovan, each with RBI base hits. And this uh, this division is all but, I mean, is it fair to say the NL Central race is over? And we over. haven't even gotten to September?
5: Over. Betting markets even say it's over.
3: It's over. What, is, what are we at right now? I'm-
5: I think I saw minus 800 earlier today. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. It's crazy. Over. Oh. Say a
3: you want to add any other? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You're, you're good at that. Uh, for the rest of the score, still everything the same from what we were seeing earlier. 2-2 game in Miami. They're going to the top of the seventh. Dodgers and Marlins. Uh, Cubs up 2-0, and I believe you just got the final out of that fifth inning. So first five Cubs backers. That was a nice juicy plus price that gets home. 2-0 for the Cubs. Meanwhile, Red Sox twins one nothing game into the bottom of the third, and the Brewers and Pirates still scoreless in the bottom of the second. Uh, Serena? And Danka Kovinich 1-1, all square in the second set. Uh, Serena taking the first set, 6-3. And in our odd match of the night that we've now gotten very interested in following, uh, Stefano Tsitsipas down two sets to none, was about plus 150 live after he was down 2-0 to the uh, unseeded Colombian, uh, Alahi Galan. Tsitsipas uh, now at 5-2 there into the third set. And uh, actually now five three, but he is serving for the third set there, and is now flipped. I believe he is he is a small minus money favorite. Jeff, as Alahi uh, Galan went off fourteen to one in some shops, as the uh, as the live dog. So there's that. You're not you're not getting involved. How's no. your uh, oh Hugo Umbert loses the first set. Oh Umber's about to get uh, run out. Seven six seven, seven one in the tiebreak to Benjamin Bonzi, battle of Frenchmen in Flushing Meadows, as you would just expect. And uh, Bonzi up a, up a break now in the second set. Soccer blue. Je- I think Jeff secretly wanted a loser video because all the all the bets he kept trying to talk him into were just like, why, why? So you might you might get your wish here. I,
5: I don't think this match is going to end by the time we that we're done. What Bonzi and Bear? Yeah, well, we got an hour. I don't th- I don't think we're going to. I hope the entirely. Serena
3: match ends in the next hour. I this thing has gonna, been this that... has crawled at a snail's pace. Yes, it has. So far, six three one one Serena and uh, Doncicovic. All right, we want to get through some other markets here in the National Football League. Again, as we talked about with our pro football betting guides, now out. They've been out for some time. So, again, check those out. vsun.com slash subscribe. And it's cool because you can look at all those and then kind of make your own conclusions as to what you think. And some of these markets, maybe you feel like there is value to be had in one of those markets. It has gotten some play, but Jeff, the numbers haven't moved all that tremendously. Like there, You could still argue there's value to be had here. And that is in the last undefeated team market where it is just kind of a combination of preseason convictions on certain teams, plus soft schedules early on where you have at this point, it's been this way most of the off season, but five teams sub ten to one. Chargers at the top of the board, seven to one favorites to be the final undefeated team in the National Football <laughs> League. The Rams are plus seven fifty, and the Bills are eight to right, one, which on, is funny because on, the Rams on, are a dog on. opening night, yeah, I was gonna say, and they're plus seven fifty.
5: You know, now look, the Bills' schedule is brutal. After that, and the Ram schedule softens a little bit. So if you get by a game that you're a dog, and you could be it. How can the Chargers and and Ben? It's pretty funny. When I was going game by game, I did have the Chargers as the last undefeated team. But I yeah. had them winning a game in Kansas City week two. They could lose opening day to the Raiders because that will be a Raider home game in Los Angeles. We know that. So, I don't know how they can be the short shot here. Uh, the correct answer here on the, on the odds to be the last undefeated team, I don't think there is one. <laughs> if you made me bet it, I would bet Indianapolis. Because you at least get the first two games. I know they're on the road, but you're playing two bad teams. They're going to be there. Could very easily be nine in Houston, and they're going to probably be a touchdown in Jacksonville. But then week three to play Kansas City at home. So it's just just one of those where I I don't know who's someone will rack off four or five in a row to win to, to begin the season. I'm just not certain of who, and I guess the Colts are the best value on the board, but I'm not certain on
3: that Ben. You're not in love with the. I mean, Ravens go Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. Right I think they're the losing gate. to
5: Buffalo Week Four. So, home
3: home game Buffalo. You're chalking that up yeah. as a, as an L.
5: Order gonna lose. Or gonna lose to Miami. They're gonna lose one or not Miami
3: uh, uh, on New England. They are yeah. on the road. Yeah. That is an yeah. early kickoff as well. And then the, yeah the the two tough ones would be Bills home in Week Four and then Bengals, which is a that is a Sunday night game in Week Five. For at least for Baltimore, so and that's again it's it's why the like the numbers to me are are outside of the Rams one are pretty fairly priced. It's just yeah to have the second short shot on the poor Jeff Peaty that's a dog in uh, in game one. And I know like last week on, on the show Kelly and Matt they each they each got in on Buffalo when this thing was still at two. And most books at this point we've seen gone to Buffalo minus two and a half. There's a couple now in the market where Buffalo that two and a half is juiced on the Buffalo side. So. It kind of leads me to believe, Jeff, by the time this thing kicks, we it, and it's certainly dependent on Matthew Stafford's status, but even, even with him presumably being a go here, there, there's been so much public support on Buffalo. This thing might get to three. That's not a – I, I wouldn't, shock. I and wouldn't I mean, be if surprised.
5: Stafford, and if Stafford's compromised at all, he'll go north of three. Yeah. And if he's out, then it will go to six and a half.
3: At least five and a half, probably. Yeah, probably Probably go to six. Probably six. Yeah. So Rams is a is a complete is a complete stay away, uh, regardless on that one. So you don't. So there's nothing you would do here. Nothing you're
5: playing. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's a bettable market no
3: Okay. But you did have for what it's worth when you did your game by game predictions. I had the Chargers,
5: but I don't have that much. Who, I,
3: of your game by game predictions, which I'm sure are super scientific and you do you do it every you do it every year, what what was the what was the team record that was the furthest off from whatever their market wide win total is right now? Because that to me is the more interesting kind of outcome whenever we try and, you know, we do all the numbers and then we do these preseason exercises. That to me is where it becomes interesting. Like what team were are you most off on the market based on what your results were.
5: All right, uh, I don't tell
3: not, him. I hope no, I didn't I hope you didn't get right at the number on every team, Jeff. I didn't. That'd be really impressive. I did, I did but not. No, he didn't. I okay. did not.
5: Uh, no, I had the Rams at too many. That was really the one I was off on the most.
3: You the Rams? You the Rams? What? At, we're getting to twelve and wins, I had a 13. 13 wins yeah. for the Rams.
5: Yeah, and I don't.
3: And I you're don't not actually, you don't believe actually, in
5: that? No, I don't. But it's just the way that it broke down. So How does that happen? I'm it's your, it's your this own hap- thing. This happens every once. In your, you're doing no, the, it's not an algorithm. But the, but, you're, but, you're doing but, but, this but manually. This, but this happens every once in a while where I end up with a team that wins more or less. By the way, I had the Commanders at three, so I'm off on the market, uh, very much All so. Right, so alt that. over on the Rams,
3: alt under. No, on I'm the not commanders. betting the alt
5: over on the Rams. I I will bet the alt under on on, on the Commanders, even though I missed the boat, kind of because should have just bet. I bet the eight and a half earlier. Should have just taken seven and a half alt under. Now the whole market seven and a half regular. That's tough.
3: Yeah. So that's the one you have the most conviction on.
5: Yeah, that that the Raiders. That the Raiders a ten. But that's oh, only did? a win
3: and a half. Okay. So. That still that still qualifies. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Je- I just love I love this, I love how Jeff does the manual schedule breakdown, and then says that sometimes these things just happen when his own manual schedule breakdown is off of what he expected he would have. Yeah. Why? Back me up on this. I'm not. Cra- I'm not crazy for giving Jeff a hard time, right? That he, his own manual process I
4: mean, yeah, was I mean, so
3: far off that he is now saying that it was it was you know some sort of computer error when he did it manually.
4: It's like when you do a math uh, you know problem and you get a multiple choice and you're like, all right, this is the answer. You go look and like, oh god, they're not even close to any of the four answers.
5: I I've been I do two of these during the summer, and the biggest difference between the first one and the second one was the Houston Texans.
3: What, what what were
5: we I at, one a, two. I had the Texans at two in the first one and five in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get it's that davis wins? mills
4: love man davis mills is just showing obviously, himself,
5: obviously i'm
4: i'm biased he's a top totally 50 quarterback in the nfl David, is davis it fair mills. to say jeff that you're
3: yeah the the thing you have had the most influence on of any VSN social media clip this entire summer was your love for your love for davis mills being spread out for all to see him almost, in the twitter i,
5: I, I, I almost broke
4: biddling that night so that was bad. that was one of the top five arguments since i've been on pta that was that was a good segment
3: which in a nutshell you like Davis Mills because?
4: Yeah, I thought Davis Mills played a lot better than, than I, I know pro football focus
5: at a bottom three quarterback. If I no, he wasn't a bottom three quarterback last year. He wasn't. Let's just say and ben, you, ben, broke were, were, you broke Kelly's. Yes, brain I said he was statement. the second best rookie quarterback last year.
4: And by the numbers, that's not crazy. They were arguing about Below average quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes, That's what we basically we were getting to. basically
5: what it ended up turning into. How many quarterbacks would you put into Cleveland, and then we win more games than Jacoby Brissett will? That's what essentially oh, what it ended up happening.
3: I just like the Jeff broke and guy. I, Kelly, and I and I, came,
5: and I came up with basically everyone but four guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, with that, we go into our final hour ever on this show, Primetime Action. Come on, Serena. It's 2-2. She's up a set to done. We're going to sweat that out in the final hour of the show. Update all the baseball. Talk some more NFL props next year on Primetime Action. Sumo Play.